0: Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, brought to you by Roast House Pub, one of Frederick's finest craft beer and culinary destinations, where great people come to drink amazing beer. Visit them to track their taps and menu at RoastHousePub.com, or download the digital pour app to track what's on tap. This is episode 81, and I'm your host, Chris Sands. This weekend, we will be hosting the Frederick Craft Spirits Festival from 2 to 6 p.m. at the Great Frederick Fairgrounds, and if you go to... Uh, Actually, just go to our Facebook page, because I can't remember the URL now to the (laughs) website to get uh, um, tickets, but if you go to the Uncapped Facebook page, all the information is there. And to help talk about this festival, we have Dan McNeil and Meg McWhirter from MISC Distillery. Miscellaneous. I knew I was going to say it wrong. (laughs) And I I didn't know it was miscellaneous, It just last time we... When we made the episode that'll never be heard by anyone, I think we we riffed on that for what we a did, good yeah. ten minutes or so. Yep. So from Miscellaneous Distillery in Mount Airy, right outside of Frederick, mm-hmm. uh, Dan and Meg are here to talk to us. Oh yeah, thanks. So, man. Thanks for coming in. Oh, good awesome. So the first time you were on uh, last year to promote the first annual Frederick Craft Spirits Festival, um, you guys had just opened and you only had rum with you mm-hmm. but now you have a whole box of goodies we do
1: yeah we're, we're up to five products at this point and we're hoping to end up with uh, about eight or nine by the end of the year so um, we're ever expanding our offerings and happy to do a little tasting with you here today and with everybody else that comes to the festival this weekend so
0: yeah i think i think that's the perfect place for us to start to Let's go through um, some of your newer products and um, give a brief description of them. And then, throughout that, you can we can also discuss how uh, how the first year of operation went for you guys.
2: Yeah. So why don't you take over that while I get some samples? Sure, you get some samples going. Um, So do you want me to talk about our first product, or just talk more generally? All right. So are we starting with risky rum? Yeah,
1: we'll start. Go back,
2: to, our, Go back to where we started. Okay. So this is our uh, our Risky Rum, our first product. So when we were here last year, this was this was all we had. Um, our base for this is a blackstrap molasses and dark brown sugar. Um, and you'll hear us repeat that because it's actually the base for, um, for two of the other spirits today as well. Um, so we get a little bit of a butterscotch smell from it. Um, but curious to see what you think as well.
0: So I... I I know I liked it um, when you guys were on uh, last year, mm-hmm. but I can definitely appreciate it much more now that I've spent a year actually drinking <laughs> spirits. Yeah. And it's not as much of a shock to my system to yeah. go from something a little higher octane than beer. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's definitely... It's really smooth and it I, I like it. It's it's like it has that sweetness but it's not overly. Yeah.
2: Mhm. And we um we actually just got some uh good news um in the the feedback front um on this one just yesterday. Uh we learned that we got a um, gold medal from the um San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Oh, awesome. For the risky Congratulations. So. Yeah, really really proud of that and um you know, this is one that we'll probably have um straight on saturday but we'll also have as a part of a um, pre-mixed cocktail um we know like you said a lot of people are learning to drink spirits straight and they like to try it in the way that they may have it at home um in a mixed drink so we'll do some small pours of a of a mixed cocktail we like this one um with a a grenadine syrup um and then some seltzer water we call it the wanderer um so that'll be one of the things we've got with us on saturday as well
0: Mm -hmm. So where you won the gold, is that where it's not like um, a placing system where gold is first place, silver is second, and bronze is third, right? Correct, yeah. So that was something that I I never knew that. Yeah. Because I don't think any other alcohol is graded that way. or It's usually like um, how you come in. So winning gold is an even bigger deal because you could be the best – uh, rum at that festival or in that competition, whatever it is, and still not get gold. You, yeah, you could end up with a silver. Right. So it, absolutely. So yeah. that's, that's really impressive. Yeah. I, it's, that's something I just learned recently. So I wanted to make sure I could show how no, smart I was. That's, that's <laughs> right, <yeah>. so, <laughs> done. Well, I guess we can pat ourselves
1: on the back even more then. <laughs> but, no. but
0: I would. And I think that's something that, and maybe that is well known for people who follow craft spirits. Um, but I, I i found that interesting mm-hmm. and then like even more impressive when you see the medals that people are winning because it's it's not based on you were the best of what could have been all not so great right um yeah it's actually things, yeah. based on the grading and how you stack up to what it's supposed to be yeah mm-hmm. and what they they sent
1: us in the email was uh there was 2200 spirits entered in the competition which is the most they'd ever had and in their competition and we entered three of our products uh the risky our dew point and our our restless and all three of them won medals so um you know it's it's kind of uh it, it's rewarding in a way to keep making excellent stuff and keep seeing you know our peers and those you know judging us to say you're you're, uh, you're doing it and you're doing it well so we're really happy with that
0: Well, once again congratulations thanks
1: so let's move on to dew point
2: Sure. Two point next. Um, so this is the same same production process, same ingredients that we have with the Risky. So blackstrap molasses and dark brown sugar again. Um, and we get those inputs through Domino in Baltimore Harbor. So can't source sugarcane here in Maryland, um, but glad to work with businesses keeping-
0: Can get as close as possible. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. Keeping Marylanders employed. Um, so this one is bottled at 100 proof, so glad you've got that practice, drinking your spirits straight. <laughs> um, and it's interacted with charred wood for just about a month. Um, and I always, you know, it's just crazy that it brings out so much uh, color, but also a really different flavor in just those few weeks. Um this has been probably our top seller um, over the past couple months. Yeah, since
0: we released it, it's been very well received and you know just kind of almost difficult to keep in stock. Mm-hmm. So uh, that has like just a like a hint of smokiness, yeah. mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. which is good because I hate anything sm. Well, anything liquid smoky is disgusting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that is like a pleasant taste, but not enough where I want to spit it back out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, <laughs> and
0: it's got this kind of nice vanilla,
1: almost, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. front note as well. So. Yeah,
2: and we have a lot of. Um, uh, we're seeing some uh, bourbon fans who are coming in saying, oh, I, I only drink bourbons. And we'll say, well, just give us a try. You know, we're not going to talk you into anything. But um, who are surprised to see the complexity and, you know, just what's interesting about the dew point. And then I think we're seeing some of them, you know, uh, uh, curious and surprised by their own interest in it and how much they like it.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, next up, do you want to do, do, do vodka yeah, next? Yeah, i do vodka next. All right, so next up is our um, our vodka, which um, we use the same ingredients and distill up to 190 proof. So um, vodka can be made from any inputs, and ours we use uh, those sugar products as the base. Um, so we have a new still these days, or newish last fall, um, her name's Georgia. Um, and so that lets us make this vodka and also has a gin basket, so we'll start Um, experimenting with gin uh, in the near term as well this one again has that little bit of sweetness because of what the base is it's very smooth um dangerously drinkable yeah
0: yeah if this was put into a mixed drink you would have absolutely no idea there was alcohol in it yeah
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) yes
1: and i have a heavy pour so whenever i make the drinks it's it gets everybody in trouble pretty quickly so yeah,
0: I don't know how you would detect this in a drink. Oh.
2: Yeah, I mean even just with like seltzer water and lime, you know, it disappears cuz it's got that sweetness um and it's just so smooth. I don't speak from experience or anything. <laughs> but
1: And we also love that we were able to feature um our friend's local art on the back uh label to, you know, kind of accentuate this. So we've got um artist uh, Ed Becker from uh, B. dot Galleries here in Frederick. And he's uh you know he allowed us to feature an original piece of his artwork um, on the back of our bar. yeah like that
0: boat. that looks cool going through the the liquid with the pastel, like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I guess it was that a watercolor it's oil okay, yeah
2: yeah, and I think that's one thing that we're enjoying about the making and sharing spirits is that they live on someone's bar right They're in their home in a way, yeah. right? You know, and I mean beer you might have out, you might be seeing it, but it's often in the refrigerator or whatever. So it's nice that, you know, we get to make choices about our packaging and the way we're presenting it that it's this is in your in your house, you know, you're showing it off and we wanted to Yeah. you actually make it have it to put good.
0: a little bit more thought into mm-hmm. what your packaging looks like. Yeah. Like not just from the competition standpoint of trying to draw mm-hmm. someone's eye when they're looking at the shelf of everything, but people don't like design any insert any obnoxiously shaped or looking thing you don't want that sitting on a shelf in your house Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. you, you know we chose our bottle type because it's easier to grab you know it's it's got this great you know
1: square shape rectangular shape really so it just fits right in the crook of your your hand and that you know makes it just that more enjoyable to go pick up from your your bar and pour it for yourself each day so or afternoon or
0: whatever, you know, whenever, whenever you actually drink. <laughs> in your cereal.
2: <laughs> awesome. So next up is the restless rye. So this is our white rye made from 100% rye grain, uh, grown in Carroll County at our friend's farm, and then milled on a grist mill from the 1800s. Um, so we call it restless because this one hasn't had that chance to rest in the barrel yet. Um so that's why it's the the white spirit there.
0: So the that mill is there is that significant to the taste or from the story? Just Both the actually,
1: standpoint. yeah. So you know, milling on an, an old stone mill gives you, you know, a little bit less. because right, it doesn't heat up. Right. The it doesn't heat the, it mm-hmm, up. Right. So mm-hmm. um but it gives you this, you know, really great, you know flour um basically was what we're we're going for with that and um it it adds that flavor by not heating it up too much so uh but then also the story you know for the past year i'd been going up to union mills homestead up in uh just north of uh westminster and going in with the the miller that's 84 years old to actually mill the grain with him and it's an incredibly labor-intensive process, but it's really, I mean, it's really cool, because when else do you actually get to go in and mill your own grain yeah. on something that they've been using since the 1800s? So now. what's it normally used for? Now it's just kind of a, a museum piece, really. They do okay, so mm-hmm.
0: demonstrations like kids. And oh, that's yeah, cool.
2: Yeah. And we like that, you know, by by supporting them, by doing it there, we're donating back to the, um, to the county, to that historic preservation, and the work that they're doing. Um, which is, you know, kind of fun to have that aspect as well, and um, you know, just having our hands on in that step of the process because our space currently isn't set up to accommodate milling on site. So this lets us keep yet another step of the process in our community and happening locally, um, and and that it lets us have that local sourced grain from a small farm that's not going to have a mill on site. Um, and and you know lets us kind of keep our eye on the, the whole process nearby.
0: So with rye whiskey, what are the number one f- driving factors in the flavor? Because like we're, just recently we've had several different mm-hmm. rye whiskeys and they all taste dramatically different from one another. So is it the like that you're using different yeasts? Is it the type of rye? Is it or is it just there's so many factors? Yeah, that I mean, it's,
1: it's like it's every factor you know, and that's. that's where you get into a different you know different white rum will taste different from another white rum and even if you you had the exact same ingredients depends on the type of equipment you're using and the type, you know times and temperatures you're using so you know it comes down to my personal taste it comes down to you know the yeast like you said so um we are doing a a different mash bill for the most part from uh, a lot of our peers you know we have 100 percent um unmalted rye and we're using a synthetic uh, enzyme for our, our our enzyme production um okay so am i,
0: am I yeah. writing that like that i'm picking up more rye spice in yours mm. than others mm-hmm. and is that because it's not malted yeah okay so that that was what i think that was the main taste difference that yeah. i was getting and, and i like that because i love i love that rye taste right. like Rye beers that have the strong like rye taste in them I really like like that
1: monument that has yes fifty one percent but I love that beer as well and you know that that's kind of what I was going for when creating this was okay. I, I wanted that to be really heavily rye influenced so. yeah.
2: and to be a rye it just has to be at least fifty one percent rye grain in the mash bill so you've got a big range between fifty one and hundred yeah of how much rye you might have there and so Um, We went kind of extreme all the way to 100, which was also challenging because rye is not a friendly grain. It's sticky. It's tough to work with. um, But, you know, we stuck it out. And (laughs) And
1: continue to stick it (laughs) out. Continue to stick it out. Exactly. And by having it not stick. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, And we actually, we were hoping that, you know, when we saw you last year, we'd already have had that rye out. But we had a couple months um, of a delay in the process because we ended up changing some of our equipment in the process so that we could distill on the grain. So what we did is we took, uh, made some modifications to our mash tun um, and added a custom-made column. So that lets us use the same heat source, distill on the grain in the same vessel that we're mashing and then fermenting. Um, so kind of a workaround. We actually call that piece of equipment is Josie Wales, the outlaw, right? So we, we kind of have a, a little bit of a workaround of how we've done it, but really pleased with the result. And again, this was a um, won an award in that competition uh, that we just heard back on as well. Yeah. So,
1: so dew point before, you know, that was that was our silver medal and Restless won a bronze. So.
0: so um is it the, the stickiness is the o- is that the only part that makes it hard to work with or it, it'll is, bind with the up other? pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah.
1: So it, it almost turns into um, you know day old porridge, you know, if you if you're not adding an enzyme. So like if if anybody else were to do uh, a rye and they wanted to make sure that they didn't have that bind up. They generally have some sort of malted uh, product introduced, whether it was malted barley or malted rye. And that enzyme that comes from that malting process would be enough to keep it from happening. So we use a synthetic enzyme um, that helps keep that from happening for us, but it also allows us to stick straight to that 100% rye mash bill unmalted.
0: So the the reasonings for using less rye that some places would use le- le- like less rye. Like if you want to add more
1: corn and you'd want it a little bit sweeter or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so it's so. not, but
0: it's not just necessarily flavor yeah. profile. It could simply just be because it's so much easier yeah. to work with if you If you had have something other. Malted, yeah, mm-hmm. then okay. you, you get the enzymes introduced. So, yeah.
1: So we'll go on to
0: our, our Last but not least. Well, that's um, it. Before we get to the, the very final one, I think we should take time to thank Roast House Pub oh, yeah. t- for supporting the Uncapped podcast and um we could talk about their amazing beer dinners have you ever been to one of their beer dinners we have you oh. should go to one of their beer dinners and when's the next one april 24th next week with black flag Very um, nice then i don't think they're confirmed yet so i don't want to s- but the next <laughs> the next other couple months more exciting are really, things ahead <laughs> yes, there are some really good ones um and then april 26th is the mom's spaghetti dinner night which for a while, I completely described it wrong. Where it was, and actually, I think it, it's what it used to be, where two breweries would like come with their own spaghetti sauce recipes, and then like it was based on that. Okay. Um. And then there was some logistical reasons, or like that stopped working necessarily. <laughs> so really, it's just the two breweries have I think at least three beers on tap, and then at the end of the night, everyone votes on which beers they like the best, okay. and then that. Um. Then we all shame the losing. I was going to say somebody walks away with a trophy yeah. and the other one gets no. egged. That's hard to build But is there uh, also spaghetti or no? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so there there are, like, um, Chef Nico has these amazing different uh, pasta dishes, and I think they're special. Their menu's for so them. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and last month, Kushwa won, so they're facing Old Mother this month.
2: Nice. All
0: right. And so once again, thank you at Roast House Pub for your support. And actually, on in two days on friday is that two days away i don't even know yeah Yeah. the third episode that we're doing this week (laughs) uh we'll be announcing details for the finally for the roast house pub vipa card and program and all the details for that so uh make sure you listen to us on friday with uh the comptroller again so we get uh, peter francho out here yeah we're gonna talk about the the latest fun times at the legislature. Yeah, it sounded like fun. I'm sad to have missed it. <laughs> Exciting. So actually, I, you you have a history in politics. I do. Um, so I want to ask you this question: There, one of the reasons that was attributed to the um, cocktail bill, I think it was the cocktail bill, mm-hmm. getting killed, was that the sponsor of that bill had everyone turn on him, and maybe better terms to use and things, yeah. but. And that, so that's one of the reasons why that was shut down. Is that commonplace for petty things like that to happen? Or are we just in a real mess right now in Maryland? I, I don't
1: want to speak uh, specifically to any of it because I wasn't there. And, you know, I don't know how it all yeah. evolved or evolved. Um, but does that happen? Sure. You know, people... You know people say i would like your support on this and i'll give you your support on that and then maybe somebody pulls you know and th- this is just a hypothetical i'm not saying yeah, this yeah. is what happened there but you know that
0: in the past this has happened maybe has happened. not necessarily somebody, on I, this you one.
1: Know, well there's legislator a asks legislator b can i get your support on this bill and he says yeah if you support my legislation and okay great there's a there's a handshake deal and then at the 11th hour you know b pulls the support for a I, you know that that's stuff that happens all the time okay um, it's unfortunate but you know that's not necessarily what happened here we're mm-hmm. just you know speculating it that it's it's unfortunate that you know we kind of get played the pawns in this yeah um because we're the ones that actually see you know the the real results for yeah these, you as business
0: owners yeah. are directly hurt and then us as consumers are hurt because yeah. we can't purchase and consume yeah. <laughs> in the way that makes sense and right. that we want to Right.
2: well and you'd like to think um, that kind of uh, personality contests <laughs> or preferences um, wouldn't be in play but it's you know we're talking about humans you know if you think about any big organization you've got funky dynamics and personalities that just don't mesh well and all that so totally agree it's you know it sucks when it plays out that way especially at the last minute um but it's you know it's it's I feel like we get such a visibility into it and you don't see it in you know hallways and other kinds of organizations I guess so <laughs> no.
0: well and at yeah. the end, I I guess I just until like a year and a half ago foolishly thought that like even if a politician did something that i didn't agree with it was because of what they believed not because that they were pissed off at someone yeah (laughs) right and that they were they worked in what they thought were people's best interests not because they were they had a grudge or an axe to grind right
1: and i want to say a lot of times they do you know there's obviously select cases out there that they don't but you know that's they all chose to play this game. So, and, and this is just the way the game's played right now. And maybe in the future we can all, I don't wanna say grow up, but that's it's really, that's really after what we're, this we're last all looking for. After this last session, for grow up, is grow is up, it? yeah. Mm. And, and realize that this has real effects for the people of the state. So, and we'd love to, you know, help the consumer out and ourselves out at the same time. And all it takes is a couple of votes, so. You know, call your legislators and tell them that you would have liked to have seen this, you know go through, and maybe we can get some new sponsors to not have this happen next year. Everybody can just grow up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but on a
2: happier notes, uh, note. let's
0: talk about uh, diametric.
2: You're... um, so this is our latest release. It's um made again from the same mash bill as the Restless. So the same way that we talked about that progression from the risky rum to the dew point, the restless uh, sort of grows up into diametric rye, um, 100% rye green. Again, it's um, got about uh, this one, how many, how many weeks? About eight oh, weeks? This is about eight weeks, yeah. About eight weeks of interacting with that charred oak. Um, and again, about
0: 10 more proof.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Bottled at 100 proof, so some heat in that first sip. Um, but again, the, the flavor difference between that and the restless, I think, is really striking. So. It's almost not comparable.
0: Yeah,
1: but it is the exact same mash bill as well. So we, you know, you can pick out little notes from it, but with that charred oak, uh, it just starts opening up and starts giving you an idea of what this is going to be like when our our base rye starts coming out of our, our barrels and mm-hmm. our barrel
2: program. Mm-hmm. So. So these are both the dew point and the diametric are um, aged with an oak spiral. So they're not in a barrel. I sometimes describe it on our tours as aging inside out. So it's basically an oak infusion. And what that allows is for us to have the maximum amount of surface area. You think about a spiral cut, and it really just has so much surface area. So it brings out that oak flavor pretty quickly. it's a little bit of a cheat while well, we wait for stuff and barrels to be ready. But as Dan said, we keep selling out. So we keep cheating. <laughs> um, and we're really excited to, um, to be putting plans in place for our release of the barrel age dry. You know, I think
0: it's only cheating if you're not upfront. About exactly. It. We're yeah, being honest yeah. about it, yeah. but
2: you know, it's, um, People assume it's been in barrels, yeah. right? And it's it's golden or it's rapid aged, right? It's it's not a barrel aged product yeah. yet.
0: I mean, if you were selling and saying this is barrel aged, wink, no. wink, right? Then, yeah. then yeah, that, yeah, no there'd thanks. be a problem, yeah. <laughs> which is
1: something we just never do. We mm-hmm. and our staff, we tell them that that is not. You know, we're, we don't want to play that game. Yeah, you know, there's plenty of other people out there playing that game. Mm-hmm. Nothing level. good comes from it. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. So,
2: and we're also not. We're not overemphasizing. I mean, you might notice that our bottles, we don't give a ton of detail around how it was made and when it was taken out of barrels and what kind of tool we used and all these things. Because for us, we want our customer to decide if they like it or not and drink it if you do and drink something else if you don't. Live and drink by your own rules, right? So yes, having that information and that story and all of that, you know, we lo- we know our customers love that, and and they get it from us on tours, and they can get it on the website and that sort of thing. But we didn't want to sort of beat people over the head with like a set of characteristics that they may or may not yeah. care a ton about. Right. So um, so I started to mention the release of the rye. So we're going to be throwing a party for that on um, June twenty third. Um, so there's a lot of fun things happening in Mount Airy that day. We haven't come up with the right label for all of it, but there's going to be a art festival, a dog adoption event at our distillery, and the rye release, and a bottle engraver. So if you have a name that helps encompass all of those amazing things. And snow cones. Yeah. And Hootenanny. snow cones. Also boozy snow cones. nanny, <laughs> nanny. Hootenanny. Hootenanny. Yeah. Hootenanny. Yeah, Hootenanny.
0: Yeah, take a, yeah. take a uh, page from the, um. Smoke Town's playbook, and just mm-hmm. call it a hoot nanny. Yeah. The, the great uh, Mount Airy hoot nanny. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> June twenty third. <23rd>. Yep. <laughs> and then
1: we also have uh, an event coming up on May fourth. Uh, each quarter, we support a different charity through our tasting room. So we don't. When you come to the tasting room uh, and do a tour and tasting, we don't ask for um, a, a fee. We do ask for a donation that we pass one hundred percent along to our charity partners. So. We've supported um, uh, uh, Down Syndrome uh, Awareness uh, Group. We've supported um, Hurricane Relief for Puerto Rico. Uh, and this quarter, we're actually supporting um, uh, Carroll County's um, HapTap for Humanity. Oh. So uh, they will be doing an event on May 4th with us. It's a May the 4th Be With You event. So it's Star Wars themed. And uh, we'll have a couple you know, Star Wars themed cocktails and uh, other, you know, all the proceeds will be uh going towards uh the
0: habitat for humanity of carroll county i've always wondered it like how so many things get away with blatant copyright infringement when it comes (laughs) and i guess it just must be like there's just way too much to deal with that they've kind of thrown their hands up and like (laughs) uh, it's just going to happen every year now
1: you know i think it's like Since we're supporting a charity, they're not going to come after us. Well, no, I'm not. Fingers crossed anyway. But I guess I should. I I was importing toys from China, and you know, they were Star Wars with a W or or U instead of A. or something like
0: that. (laughs) And and I'm sorry, I didn't mean like you guys specifically, but like some places when they have their May the Fourth things, they'll have like branded glassware that yeah. just has like characters on okay. them and, uh-huh. and that i i don't think we're changed even at all no. uh-huh. <laughs> no. and like they'd like get really far down yeah. <laughs> the trademark infringement road but like it happens every year and you never hear of the feds coming yeah in to anyone tackle anybody yeah and and especially like, disney's owned them for a while and disney's Man. not known for being okay with no <laughs> they must mm-hmm. have
1: bought the property knowing that
0: though, yeah right? like yeah. once a year we yeah. just have to let whatever happens yeah. happen right
2: <laughs> well and with the number of super fans you know i mean it's like to have a brand that powerful it's almost like how do you how yeah, do you keep then, controlling it at that point you know they're probably
0: just looking at it, we're making enough now anyway like yeah. how much more will we really make if I we mean, start yeah mm-hmm. they,
1: they bought it for a billion or whatever you know they yeah. probably made a billion at this point yeah, back, easily so i would easily. think yeah,
0: yeah. So which one of these is your most popular?
1: Right now, um, it's the dew point. Um, And we've had that, I don't even remember how long we've had that for, Mm, but. Like August. Yeah, August of last year. So um, it's been very well received. Um, We've just had diametric a little over a month now. uh, And that's, we're we're just starting to get that out into people's hands more and more, so. but, but Overall, it's being very
2: well received. Yeah, as well. for sure. Overall, we've sold the most of the risky, but that's also a had it for we've the had long, it for the longest. Yeah. We've got more bar programs that have, you know, great cocktails with that. Um, the our, our friends at uh Subor de Cuba here in town have uh, I think three cocktails on their spring menu. Uh-huh. Um, with the risky and the dew point and maybe a vodka as well. Um so you know, I think risky's been really well received by um sort of that that bartender community as well because it has it's an interesting base um but we're seeing rum come back and you know customers asking about interesting rums in a in a new way so
0: yeah. do you have plans to do any kind of the the trend of infused rums or like the flavored ones or no. are you a rum purist
1: i i wouldn't say i'm a purist because you know I, that's just you know, do, do you. Yeah. You, know, you do you, I'll do me, and I will make, you know, a white rum, I'll make a golden rum, and I'll probably make a barrel-aged rum, and I, I might stop it there. You know, that's... But if anybody else wants to make the other ones, go, you know, go nuts. Or come grab a bottle of Risky and bring it home and infuse it yourself, you know? People have had really great success with, like, yeah. pineapple and all that with our Risky rum, so...
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. That's a good idea. I don't know have to try that. Because I do... I like the the differently different flavored rums like yeah. especially coffee yeah the coffee rums i love those um so d- do you have a bunch of stuff sitting in barrels we have over right. 600 gallons in barrels right
1: now wow. so um and hope to you know increase that to 1200 or
0: more by the end of the year so. what what just a uh, across the board Acro- of across the board well, of vodka, of rum. yeah obviously right. but
1: we've got um I think about 400 gallons of the rum in barrels. We have over 150 gallons of rye in barrels, and we've started making a bourbon as well. Uh, So we have, I don't know, about 60 or so gallons of that in barrels right now, too. How long until those are ready to be released? The bourbon, the earliest I'm looking at is probably September, so we're going to... we're going to aim for a uh, what is it? Uh, not solstice, equinox. An equinox event uh, in September for the release of the bourbon. Um, the rye, as Meg was saying, would be June 23rd, and the the rum, uh, hopefully, sometime a little bit before that, maybe in May.
0: Cool. So, how's the first year been? Is it what you expected? Was it better? Was it worse? Was, it was exactly what we expected.
1: That's good. You we guys knew everything. Great. At, uh, yeah. predicting. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the Cubs are going to win the World Series again this year.
2: It? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good adventure. I mean, I think it's, you know, everyday learning what we don't know and trying to get smarter along the way. Um, you know, having um, having great feedback on the products, having products that we're proud of that we can keep bringing out and introducing. Um, I mean, I think we were surprised last year to see how um, how much the – uh, farmers markets and events mean for us. Um, you know, I I know we had hoped that that would be a, a place that we could sell, and since that went to effect last year, it really helped us out. I mean, there were months that that just you know made made a big dent in our overall sales. Um, we love seeing people come through the tasting room, and and it's always great to show the space off. But when we get to be out in different parts of the state introducing the product, that's always fun too. So, um, and we're going to be in hopefully we're going to be at the, um, farmer's market here in Frederick over the summer. Oh, cool. Um, so the Which one one? At, at the um, fairgrounds. Okay. Um, and then we're also at a farmer's market in, um, Gaithersburg. Um, we're going to be at one and only, um, and then we're in Westminster, um, with our Carroll County roots as well. Um, so, you know, I think that was an aspect that we hadn't planned on that was, uh, you know, a great upside. I talked about some of the production delays you know six months later to get a product out is tough Um, but we've had you know great supporters good good crew of people that are just like in our corner and you know um, helping helping us keep moving everything forward so any other year one reflections
1: no like i said we nailed it so
2: (laughs) (laughs) no reflecting needed
0: what was the biggest surprise
1: Uh, I think getting that rye out, you know, how difficult that was going to be, um, was definitely my biggest kind of hurdle to get over. Um, and just learning how to run the equipment, you know, that's, it's such a different thing. So, you know, I'd gone around to 50 or so distilleries before we launched our operation. Nobody has the exact same equipment. Nobody has the exact same process and, you know, that's great but that that means when you open your doors like everything's different you know no nothing you do is exactly the same as anybody else so and that's kind of what you want you know you don't want to be a carbon copy of another distillery or anything else so
0: so do you feel like you have your process down pat now or are you still No you're always changing
1: tweaking. yeah within it's got to be at least 5 years before you can get anything down pat like the rum the process for the the, the rums is now getting more standardized but i can find efficiencies every time i do it where i'm like why am i doing this little bit this extra step takes me you know three more hours i could just eliminate that so we're, we're getting better um and hopefully with um you know the growth of our our business means the growth of our location and then we'll start the whole process over again of you know growing equipment and you know kind of growing our brand so
2: and our team, you know, yeah. we're in the next couple of months going to be looking to bring on some production assistant help, um, increasing our brand ambassadors that we have right now. So, you know, that's an exciting part of what's ahead in these next couple of months. We've got a, a good group of people that are working with us now, but, um, you know, we can't be more than one place at a time, weirdly. <laughs> so
0: Some the rye is your least favorite to make. What is no, your favorite actually, to
1: make? I love
0: oh. I love making the rye actually.
1: Now. No, always. Oh, it was, okay. you know it, because I you know when I got into this I really wanted to make rum and I really wanted to make rye. Those were the two that I wanted to make. So every time I get to make a rye, it's dusty and you know you really have to kind of babysit it and make sure that uh, everything's kind of playing well together, but I still love you know once that cook happens and the smell in the room is just over overwhelmingly this fresh bread kind of thing um i love that you know and it's completely you know it's polar opposite than the rum you've got this you know sweet molassesy smell in the air um but they're both they're both great i, I mean it's, I, I think if i had a favorite um right now it's still the rye i still love making that rye because it's so different than everything else that anybody else is doing and it's exactly what I wanted to make. So,
0: I bet that does smell amazing. Yeah, come on over. <laughs> um, you touched on it and that we the FNP had an article talking about how you guys are looking at yeah. another property down the street from yep. where you're at. Uh-huh. Um, you want to tell everyone about that a little more?
2: Sure. So, it's a it's an old bank building from the 1920s. Really cool space. Um, it's still got the old vault inside, and it just has so much potential. Um, it's it's right on Main Street, right at the corner of Prospect and Main. It's sadly been empty for more than eighteen years. So, and not just empty, but really nothing taken care of there. So, we're just getting the process started of really exploring feasibility and you know fit for the needs that we have and all that. But um, you know, we uh, I, I I'm more the logistics and how do we get there and dan's the dreamer and it's so fun (laughs) to walk through the space and sort of try to close my eyes and see what he's seeing there um and you know as we walk through the space um you know starting to connect with realtors and architects and all of that and just start to imagine um what what that next step for us could be like um and the town's been really supportive i mean people have been you know, great. People have been asking, how do we help make that happen? You know, what can we do? And the answer is keep buying (laughs) the products (laughs) because we need to be successful where we're at, you know? And, um, and I, and I think that dream of, you know, growing into a bigger space is exciting. It's, it's also a little terrifying because it's basically like planning to open a whole different business, right? So it's like, okay, let's run the business that we have now, keep learning, keep doing what we do, keep releasing new great products. And, plan for and build and create this whole new business right because it has to be a different scope it has to be a different model in a way in order to to merit the kind of investment that would be needed yeah. um but i think we're excited about that and i think we're trying to you know get the ball rolling and pulling together that team and and different resources there so what else what are you excited about With uh, that? i
1: mean that the, the whole project is exciting because it's just like redoing this whole distillery again and and choosing different equipment and choosing how we're going to make this whole thing work and grow um and that was fun you know back in 20, uh, 2014 when we kind of decided we were going to pull the trigger on this and it's it's fun to think about it again in 2018 and you know push that whole thing forward so um you know and like Mike said the, the town's been super supportive and they want to see this you know we we've got a couple hurdles to overcome first being getting natural gas run over to that side of the street oh it doesn't have it a hookup no and that's a big thing you know we need we need the efficiency of natural gas to be able yeah. to make this a reality um but yeah because would you
0: even be able to do that with electric that one
1: not that size no. yeah no so um yeah the town's super supportive on making that you know a possibility as well and we've gotten calls from the governor's office you know asking how how that's looking how they can help so you know we're, we're in the prog you know in, in process of making that
2: mm-hmm. i thought that the event. headline put it well that we're eyeing the bank yeah. you know it's <laughs> like yes we're like on the corner eyeing the bank yeah. and and starting to put the pen to paper on what could happen next
0: and if i remember correctly that puts you even closer to being in frederick right or is it I it move you think further? it's about Equidist, and still like the okay. line just goes straight down
1: that. But you know, it's still a hundred yards or something up the hill. Gotcha. You know, so it's it's really close. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's it's why we're so you know close with the Frederick you know, distilling community as it is with our friends at 10th Ward, McClintock, and Dragon. It's you know these they're literally a hundred yards yeah mm-hmm.
0: out of our back door. You know so. So the um, to do a project like that for distillery, do you almost have to plan on operating in parallel for a time? Because I'm gonna guess to mm-hmm. tear down a still and then build it again in another place would not be able to be done in a time frame that to keep your yeah. production going. Right. Or and
1: yeah. we we expand our offering, you know. So we we want larger equipment, so we okay. wouldn't be tearing down mm-hmm. what's in the previous space, or our current space, really, and removing it and bringing it
2: already over. Already previous. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> He's already moved and settled in. And living in the future. Oh, I, I told you the Cubs were going to win. <laughs> so. yeah, okay.
1: But, um, yeah, so, you know, then yeah, everything operates concurrently, and that's a good point that Meg made is we'll have to bring in, you know, start getting production help and stuff so I can be focused on getting that project going Mm -hmm. you know once we start pulling that trigger um but continuously making other products yeah
2: and we'd probably use our some of our current equipment for you know small scale batches or things like that as we grow but um yeah i mean to to make it again worth that investment it would have to be bigger equipment bigger scale that sort of thing so um yeah, because it's funny. A lot of people come in. They're like, "Well, how would you take apart that still?" And it's like, I wish that that was the kind of question we were focused on right yeah. now. <laughs> we are so many years away <laughs> from that. <laughs> so um, there's there's a journey ahead, but you know, let's let's see where we can go. Yeah.
0: yeah. So is that building neglected to the point where it needs like completely redone, yeah. or is this
2: it'll need new? I mean, there were pipes that burst in the basement. Oh, it'll need so a new roof. It'll need everything. But again, with the vision Dan's got for it, I think some of that just gives us more space to have it be flexible. Yeah. Um, and kind of maybe maybe even build out, you know, in a way that's really suited to our needs. Um, but we, we're just starting the research. You know, that's that's based on our highly informed peeking around corners yeah. <laughs> not the you know experts and you know um an analysis that needs to happen
0: and the good thing too is that you have um people right over in baltimore they've just gone through the same uh-huh. thing that you can hit up for advice on how to yeah. move from one location to another yeah, Absolutely. That's yeah. exciting. um so it do you what's the next type of spirit that you have planned or are you done with categories
1: I think the next type of spirit um, will be gin and bourbon. Those will be the other two categories that we're gonna play in probably this year. Um, so gin hopefully sometime around June or July uh, will be released um, if not a little earlier and bourbon not till September or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then you know we've got our, our barrel aged products coming out yeah. in those earlier months as well. So. Yeah.
2: And we've got a small amount of a, a straight corn whiskey um, that we're doing. Um, and that is for our Reward the Bold club members. So we have a membership program. Um, it's 100 bucks for the year. Last year's members got the first bottles of the Restless Rye that we made um, after that patient wait that I described. <laughs> um, they have their names on the wall in the tasting room. They get discounts when they come in and visit us. Um, cocktail and sing along on their birthday all the fun things so this year's um, members are getting a bottle of that corn whiskey and we did a, a little preview party with them a couple weeks ago and oh, um, cool. they're really excited about how that's coming out um, as well so we won't do a ton of it but mostly for that audience um, and we'll see how it goes from there
0: so have you, have you started working on your gin recipe like I've playing s- with uh, playing a little. the mixture of botanicals yeah. you
1: but I haven't quite perfected it. Um, lots of lots of moving pieces with you know trying to get diametric going, trying to get the barrels going, yeah. and everything. Um, that gin has just been kind of beyond my scope. But in the next couple of weeks, uh, I've got to double down my efforts on that and and play with that recipe just so. We and that's
0: can gotta be the like a fairly difficult thing to to come up with, like at least to nail what you. What you want it to be.
1: Yeah. And it, it goes back to any of the others, right? Like, you know, I wanted the rum to taste this, you know, kind of butterscotchy. I wanted the rye to have that kind of really strong rye flavor with, you know, that black pepper finish. So I knew the direction I was going to go. And you're absolutely right with gin. It's like, but there's so many botanicals. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. how, how do you choose? And uh, um, I know I want it to be citrus forward. I know I want it to have a little spice at the end as well. So, um, what I'm playing with gets us there and the little, like the very small trials I've done. Now it's about scaling it up and then scaling it up again. And, so like you, know, you just peel an orange and yeah. then
0: dump some pepper, black pepper in it. Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mean, that sounds like it would work. Yeah.
2: Yum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, you can use that if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I, won't, I won't come after you. You sure? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, fine. Give, give, we'll, we'll just come out and we'll do it. the batch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> next week we're yeah. starting now see I moved your timetable up by uh, months no, yeah, no, I like uh, it because
2: I'm a gin fan so no. I've been waiting <laughs> waiting impatiently maybe
0: after this one you wouldn't <laughs> be, <Yeah. laughs> completely turn your opinion on the whole uh,
2: oh that's sad just make terrible gin and then <laughs> I'd be like then I'd <laughs> womp 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 <laughs> um, womp
0: so the, are there any uh, spirit spirits that you aspire to make like down the road that you don't have specific plans for but it's just like it's something that you find interesting that you want to make because like especially from talking to the baltimore whiskey guys like they've just brought things i'd never even heard of and Mm -hmm. just super crazy so there's just a whole world of spirits i i was unaware of there really is and i I don't
1: i don't have those ideas just yet um i definitely wanted to play with brandies at some point Mm -hmm. um it doesn't feel like a this year project because i'd really like to Get that going around the same time that the peaches come off the trees in June and July, and um, and then apples, you know, later on. But we've just got so many other projects kind yeah. of coming up, especially if we try and do this expansion. That you know, I'd like to stay focused and make sure that the quality continues to be excellent with what we have uh, before we I start playing with some other uh, other potential avenues like mm-hmm. brandy. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we've talked about a, um, American malt whiskey someday. Um, we spell whiskey in our products without the E because we both have a little bit of Scottish heritage. Um, and it's, it's my lovely mother's favorite drink. So she insists that (laughs) maybe we'll try one of those, uh, someday. So I think you've got, you've got ideas and a great palette around that too. So, um, but definitely in that category, like you said, of ideas, things we're thinking about, but not a plan yet. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: so what all will you have with you on Saturday? Are you bringing the whole lineup with you?
2: whole team. All five will be there. Um, and then we'll also um, have the pre-mixed cocktail, um, the Wanderer that's made with the Risky Rum. Um, so we'll have that available to taste as well.
0: Then, right around now is where I'd ask... Like, what's your most ridiculous review you've ever received? But I looked first, and it's all five- and four-star reviews. So, once again, you're another distillery that has nothing funny to talk about, unless there's, like, a Yelp review somewhere that tore you apart. I
2: don't
0: think so. No. Stories are awful for this segment. (laughs) (laughs) This is is a lot more fun with the breweries? Yeah, Yeah. because, well, I don't know. Maybe it's because you i think um with brewing there's um there's a, a, such a wide range of styles and def- so people's likes and dislikes mm-hmm. and not not all people will rate things fairly like they'll rate they hate ipas but they'll rate an ipa right. as being awful because because, it, because i hate them again, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then just list some ridiculous reasons why and they're funny um and then maybe it's just like I don't know us craft beer fans are more finicky or something because like just like rating breweries and all they're like everyone has like just these awful horrible things <laughs> that have been said about them. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we've had any distillery on that had a negative review. Like Lion was the only one, and it was that the person's review was that they felt like a person they assumed was the owner was judging them but the right, rum was so really good has, so they bought a bottle of it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it said but the rum was really good so we bought a bottle of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they were appropriately judged and Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. They felt judged yeah. but they they still liked the product. Great.
1: <laughs> um now it's I mean the the customers are in, in the spirits world, a lot of them do overlap with the brewery world and so many people will come in well i don't actually drink spirits fine mm-hmm. don't yeah. drink spirits then that is, you are not going to hurt my feelings if you you know don't take a sip because if you do and you hate it
0: yeah, don't well, you didn't like and it anyway him. yeah, yeah and
1: then i don't want you going back and you know crying to mom that you know he, <laughs> the he forced the me to take you, knew it, you knew weren't gonna like i yeah. didn't like yeah right <laughs> so nobody wins in that scenario so but we do encourage people you know hey give it a shot like it it may surprise you as well so you know just be open to it and you know you have to do that you don't like ipas
0: are you sure have you tried every single ipa out there like well that's especially too because like ipa has almost just become a term for beer yeah at this point <laughs> yeah <laughs> And anything that's not um sour or a stout. Right. It's just an IPA. Yeah. You know?
1: And every dark beer is a stout, yeah. you know, even though there's black lagers and everything else out there. Yeah, you know, there's just so many nuances and same with this, you know, people just see, well they it's a white rum or they see the dew point really probably and they're like, Oh, so this is a spiced rum. It's like, No,
0: it's not a spiced <laughs> rum but thank you for trying, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, I said like yes, because some of the rums, it's not even because they're aged at all. It's Mm -hmm. because there's just um,
2: caramel, uh, yeah, added added Mm into
0: them. So like, there's so many reasons why the rum is right dark.
2: Yep, and that's
0: Uh, all fine. You
1: know, there's no, there's no issue if, as long as everybody's being honest about how they achieve that color, you
0: know, then we're all good i would just add food coloring yeah definitely the the easiest way brightest green (laughs) rum you've ever seen (laughs) so what is your um favorite non-miscellaneous spirits or spirit one of or do you just drink exclusively misc no no we don't um do you have a i mean
2: you go ahead
1: yeah i i um I really do like what uh, Gray Wolf has been doing with their, their vodkas and their mm. gins. I um, haven't had them yet. I'm
0: looking forward to uh, trying, uh, yes. yeah. trying them on Saturday. Excellent. Yeah, yeah
1: excellent stuff. Um, and then in that same gin category, I really like what McLean talked to with that barrel-rested uh, gin that they have, the reserve. The cognac yeah. one.
0: My, this stuff is amazing. It's really, really good. I've gone through almost two bottles now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you've grown so much in a year. I, yeah. I you've, have. You've, I mean, my wife helps a lot uh-huh. with the consumption of gin because um, the number of regular bottles of gin that she's gone through is way more than <laughs> the, <laughs> the cognac aged one yeah. Um. but uh, when there's a, a great thing too about the Maryland distilleries is like everyone at least from anyone I've tried so far make a great product yeah. there's no one putting out garbage right. and everyone is definitely taking pride in what what they're doing yeah it's. I mean that's
1: and that's what we love about this state is you know a ton of pride in the state right and then there's just a ton of pride in what we do too so um, and everybody is always there to answer a question as soon as we you know this didn't work out right something I, I don't want to you know put my head in the sand and just make crap and put it yeah. out there mm-hmm. let's, let's figure out what the problem is and you know before we even release some of these things we take them over and get together with either our Frederick crew every couple months and, you know, just let everybody taste it and get feedback. So we, you know, we know if we're about to step in
0: something, that <laughs> should be, so. So what, um, what Maryland craft beer are you drinking right now? What did I just have? Um, I had Manor IPA. was my most recent
1: one. Um,
0: so I haven't had any Manor recently. No. But I, it, it was,
1: I went through it in two nights, so, nice. you know, but... Um, <laughs> Let's see what else have I had in the fridge. We've been doing a paleo challenge so it's been really tough oh. to keep drinking a lot of beer. Um, so <laughs> I've been sneaking them. So, <laughs> so you're I can't report. Sorry. No, I just can't
2: help provide any, you know, data points on this one. So Yeah. I uh yeah. I can confess to drinking way too much but in the perfect right ratios of our virtuous vodka. I had my um bachelorette party uh 2 weeks ago oh. and um brought that along so we had um had a good celebration with that and uh yeah it mixes quite nicely. I just <laughs> try that <laughs> now too cuz
0: that is a ridiculously smooth vodka. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Thank you. Well, I look forward to So who will be um I'll be there at, on Saturday
2: okay. um with a couple other folks as well. Um looking forward to Spirits, and we're indoors this year, right? Yes, okay. that is correct. Oh my goodness, that was rough last year. Although, of
0: course, the, I th- at least the last weather report I heard, it's like going to be beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. <laughs> but we have an outdoor area. Also. Okay, good. So, it, like, right. it'll be a roped-off area where good. a food truck will be. Wonderful. Um, so you could take stuff out there and nice. Um, but and it th- still wasn't worth risking <laughs> having the same <laughs> freezing cold downpour that. there Yeah, was that last was like year.
2: not real rain. That was like. Uh, standing puddle yeah. monsoon who It was like even sideways
0: knows? coming. Yeah. It's like the it Force Gump from, yeah. Yeah, Like right. the Force Gump scene <laughs> yeah. where Sharp stangy rain <laughs> yeah. And it was so cold too yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And you've got the um, Some non um, Spirits folks there too From Modern Bar Cart Yeah, And, and um, Element, Element Shrubs, shrubs. Yep. Awesome, yeah, we carry both of those In our tasting room, so excited to see those guys This weekend too and
0: Yeah, so I'm not sure what, if they'll have Like be giving examples of mixing with stuff or how i think what what they
2: did yeah i think what they did last year was just share samples of their product straight um and then you know they have recipe cards that highlight how you can mix them with different spirits and that sort of thing so um well we actually i might do a cocktail using one of the shrubs um for saturday now that we're talking about it i didn't realize he'd be there so that's great they will be there um
0: and i think their booth is pretty close to yours wonderful
2: So then people can just walk with their sample. Yes.
0: (laughs) All right. So um, everyone should obviously come out Saturday. That's right. Um, Where do people find you? They find us at
1: uh, our tasting room at uh, 114 South Main Street uh, in Mount Airy, Maryland.
0: And that is back down around the building. And there is parking right there. There You don't have to park way up on the mountain and walk all the way down that's right i i say Public if you're gonna plug now. into
1: <laughs> a, a gps uh plug in one baker street and you'll see the signs so um so one baker street Airy, maryland will get you right to the back of the building and uh walk right on in uh otherwise if you're on our website uh, miscdistillery.com uh we have a uh, where to find us page and that will link you to the nearest you page that uh, plug in your your zip code, and it'll show where uh, our miscellaneous spirits are available.
0: See, it's right in the URL. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you try to argue that it's miscellaneous and not misc. It's right there in the URL. Well, because uh, so M
1: I S C was our uh, is the LLC name. So wow. it's it's um, McNeil Independent Spirit Creators was what we all founded this I on, know. and um, miscellaneous. You know, gives us
0: that room to go about and do not to mention no one would find your website because for some reason miscellaneous is just one of the hardest words in the world to spell yeah yeah
1: and it's funny because maybe it's not funny for us it's more painful that a lot of times we'll send out invoices or something, and it'll say you know not miscellaneous. a lot
2: of times, once or twice. A couple <laughs> times, then,
1: uh, and it'll say miscellaneous, and people are like, well, I'm, I'm not paying. paying that. I'm paying miscellaneous. <laughs> invoice. That's crazy. So <laughs> <Vented>. <laughs> it just gets fired.
2: Talk, <laughs> fired. talk some bookkeepers off yeah. the yeah. off the ledge there. Yeah. Yes, this is our name. Please, please pay accordingly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so and you want to give those two dates for there's the may the 4th event may the 4th. And then yeah
2: june 23rd for the soiree hootenanny event of epic proportions yes and the rye release <laughs>
0: awesome yeah. so thank you guys um for coming out yeah, thank you dan for doing your third episode the second that will be released Yeah. <laughs> and uh thank you everyone for watching and listening thanks Chris. cheers thanks cheers. for having us